Welcome to the Get Fit with Masi podcast. If this is your first time here, my name is Masiel from GetFitWithMasi.com. I'm an online personal trainer, fitness instructor, and wellness educator, and I teach hundreds of women online and offline how to get snatched, burn fat, and build muscle in all the right places. Today's podcast topic is the five ways to curb cravings. I'm Get Fit with Masi on all social media, and that's spelled M-A-S-S-I. And if you're feeling what I'm sharing in this episode or learn something new, please share it with someone you think might find this helpful. And if you're new to me, please beware that I keep it all the way real on here, which means that I may or may not drop some F-bombs and cuss here and there, and I tell it to you like it is because I want to see you win. So many of the women I work with struggle with emotional eating and maintaining healthy eating patterns over time. If this sounds like you, you may be very well aware of what you need to do, but things start to catch you off guard when you're at work because you get whatever is quick and easy, which is usually not the healthiest. And your ultimate goal is to lose weight, but you know you have to change your relationship with food. And cravings can prevent you from getting to your goals. So if you want to know if you're an emotional eater, I want you to listen very carefully. So here are the signs to know if you're an emotional eater. When you're sad or stressed, you use food to comfort you. If you're bored, you end up mindless eating while watching Netflix. When you're traveling, you feel free, quote unquote free, and go straight YOLO. Uh, You lack self-control, and even though you're full, you go back for seconds or thirds. And if there's any leftovers, you get into the scarcity mindset and internally, it's like this little voice in the back of your head is yelling, free food. And then you feel like you have to have it. And when you're happy, you also eat and you don't practice any portion control at all. So there are some ways to fix this. Step number one is to stop fucking dieting. So there's a stunning dieting statistic that has been around since 1959 when clinical studies revealed the fact of what was conducted. And it's very shocking. 95% of all dieters will regain the weight they lose within one year. So while we would like to believe that things have changed since 1959, girlfriend, in this case, Things have only gotten worse. And so currently we have even more dieters, approximately 45 million people dieting on any given day. Holy shit, that's insane in the U.S. And because of that, we have this ever growing diet industry. And that's just the people we can keep track of. So that's not reporting on all the people who are doing things that we haven't actually known about or have been able to record. And so one thing I know for sure is that most of these diets are not really concerned with long-term weight loss because if they were, we wouldn't have, you know, a $33 billion diet industry. And these diets would just do their job and we would move on and be healthy and fit and feel good about our bodies and ourselves. So the question that we need to answer is, with so many different diets and so many different approaches and so many experts and books and YouTube University, Uncle Google, why are we not losing weight? So it turns out that the very premise of dieting works directly against our biology, psychology, and our inborn need for pleasure. So dieting biologically sets you up for cravings and failures. So if you lose weight from eliminating something from your diets, from what you eat every day, what happens when you introduce it? So I always bring this point up 
when I meet with women, um, might be their first time working with me or maybe the first time listening to my podcast. And they were like, okay, so what diet should I go on? You know, what do I need to eliminate? And then I always tell them, you don't need to eliminate anything because what we want to create is a healthy lifestyle. So if you eliminate everything you're eating, when you reintroduce that food back into your diet, you're going to gain the weight back. And so that's actually going backwards from your goal. And I also, this is also why I don't believe in meal plans and I don't sell meal plans because when, you know, and I can create a meal plan, but what happens when you follow a meal plan is that you only know what to do exactly what I just told you to do. So you're not listening to yourself. You're not listening to your emotions. You're not listening to your body. And this is what happens when you get on a diet slash meal plan is that you're not really using critical thinking skills. You're just going by this rigid kind of plan, um, but not really developing the skills that you're going to need in the long term. So the difference between, I would talk about it as the difference between teaching you how to fish and giving you the fish, very two different concepts. So stop getting on the damn diet, no more dieting. Number two, slowly change habits. So the way to start doing this is by tracking your meals, tracking your food for a period of time and so you cannot change what you don't track and what happens is that a lot of us have trigger foods um, and we're not mindfully eating throughout the week throughout the day so we're not even sure what's triggering us are there certain activities that trigger us like when we're at work certain people are there certain foods like chocolate chip cookies Um, or for example for me it's cereal like once I have some it's very hard for me to not like want to eat the whole box so I have to be conscious of that but I only was able to recognize that when I started to track my meals because I started to see the correlations and with a lot of my clients that's exactly what happens when they write down what's going on um, we can look back at their week at their day and say wow like these are some things that I found um And these are the foods that when I have a little bit of, I can't stop. And like, where does that actually come from? So changing behavior is much easier to do when you can actually understand where the behavior is coming from. So in the book, The Power of Habit, which I think I talked about in my last podcast by Charles Duhigg, he explains that it's human nature to revert back to established habits in times of stress. And so what happens is when we are going on diets, but then we're getting stressed out, we just go back to our old habits because that's what's been ingrained, right? Um, So the solution is not to try and change our ingrained habits all at once. Instead, change the structure and environment around you by first creating awareness. And you create awareness by tracking your meals. So it's not to be facetious. It's not to be like overly anal or, um, you know, type A. It really is to just begin to change habits slowly so that you are able to sustain the weight loss once it actually happens. Number three is meal prepping. So I found that women's biggest hurdle to eating healthy is actually the preparation portion of it. And so when you're not meal prepping, what you're doing is making real-time food decisions, which create uh, decision fatigue. And so you might not realize it, but every time you make, and we're, we're making thousands of food decisions every day, right? When we wake up, breakfast, snacks, lunch, dinner, you know, dressings, um, wh- what are the things that we're, we're going to eat? And these are all 
unconscious things that we're doing however they do affect you and so you create this decision fatigue of every day trying to figure out what is that i'm going to eat and so what meal prepping does is it allows you to have this control so that you do not have anxiety around food and so when you don't have a plan you end up responding to the day's events right as if um as they happen to you and you aren't really running your own life you're letting your life run you and so i always say this your success is in your meal prep you don't have to go buck wild crazy with it you just gotta really think about you know how can i even prep one day in advance and by prepping it's like deciding what i'm gonna eat and maybe putting some ingredients aside so that you can easily like you know, prep and go in the morning or grab and go in the morning and not have to think, oh my God, I have to cook this thing. And so wanting to start small and then making sure your meal prepping is super important. Step number four is having a full breakfast. So many women skip breakfast because they aren't hungry or they're too busy or they're on the go, but you need to start the day on a positive note and give your body what it needs to function at its most optimal level. So a lot of us are struggling with breakfast because we have created the habit of not eating breakfast. However, eating breakfast is normal and you should begin to try and have a full breakfast that hits on the three macronutrients, proteins, carbs, and fats, and not eating carbs alone. So a lot of us are used to eating very high carb, very high sugar breakfasts that do not help us feel full for long amounts of time. So we're having breakfast, let's say at 7, at 8 a.m., and then we're hungry an hour or two later. It's because our blood sugar was spiked but we're not actually feeling satisfied and so making sure that you're not carb loading and that you're having a balanced meal and so an example of this would be like you know veggie egg white scramble or an omelet with avocado and ezekiel toast Um, and so making sure that you're eating full meals helps you not overindulge during the rest of the day and helps keep your cravings at bay because a lot of times cravings are just coming from your body telling you that something isn't right and so making sure that you start off your day with a full breakfast is going to help you with this and if you're someone who doesn't eat breakfast or has a lot of trouble eating breakfast because you don't feel hungry start small make some overnight oats Um, make sure that you're having fruit with some nuts so try some small breakfast at first before you hop into like having going from nothing to having a full meal but you should not be skipping breakfast and number five is portion control so you may feel like your biggest weakness is willpower and that you give into cravings easily and you might talk yourself into eating too much however if you start by reminding yourself that nothing is truly off limits it's gonna be easier for you to stay on track and you do not have to eliminate, you can just eat certain things that you like in smaller portions. Some of the easiest ways to begin portion control is to look at your nutrition label. When you are making pasta, when you're eating cereal, when you're cooking rice, turn the package around, look at the nutrition label. How much is one serving size? Is it one fourth cup? Is it one half cup? Is it one cup? Look at it, what it says, what it is dry. So for pasta, for example, it'll tell you what one serving is dry. And so when you're cooking, you'll have an idea of like, okay, how much is one serving? How many calories do I need for the day to create a calorie deficit if weight loss is my goal? And how much do I have to eat to actually feel satisfied? 
And so when we're not looking at nutrition labels or we're not tracking food and we're not measuring, what happens is we're just guessing, we're eyeballing it. And you're never going to be able to truly lose weight with that kind of approach. A big part of weight loss and controlling your cravings is dialing in on your nutrition. And I would argue that nutrition is the most important part. It is the foundation of the body that you want, of the confidence that you're looking for. And you need to make sure that you're focusing on portion control so that you're not having three times as many calories that your body actually needs to function and for you to actually create the calorie deficit you need to start losing weight. To recap the five points, number one, stop dieting. Number two, slowly change your habits. Number three, meal prepping. Number four, having a full breakfast. And number five, portion control. So before I go, I want to invite you to my new free class on the five ways to curb and control your cravings that's happening this Wednesday night, August 15th at 8 30 p.m eastern standard time to help expand further on this topic and give you the tools that you need to actually get it done go to getfitwithmasi.com and that's m-a-s-s-i.com slash curb cravings again that's getfitwithmasi.com slash curb cravings to join my free class that's going to go in depth on these five ways to curb cravings to help you finally lose the weight for good Thank you again for listening to my podcast and sharing your most viable possession, which is your time. If you learned something new today, feel motivated or think it was valuable, please share with one of your friends, post it on your social media, tag me on your favorite nugget and rate this podcast on iTunes. Thank you all so much. Have a great week. Bye.